In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Mysticism Hey everyone, just wanted to welcome you to another episode of A Psychic Story and I have Mari Cartanova here and she is a medium and has written books and she has a wealth of knowledge and really wanted to have her on the show because we are going to talk about animal communication and also a book that she had written and welcome to the show, Mari. Thank you so much for having me on, Nicole. It's my pleasure so much to discuss. Um, When we were going back and forth about what kind of topics we wanted to cover, I was super excited to talk about our pets and what that means. But before we get into that, please share your personal story into how you got involved into all of this. I mean, what I like to tell people is that I was born this way. I don't actually have a memory of being otherwise, if that makes sense. I just remember as a very small child, we're talking like five or six years old, seeing angels in my room and spirit. And from my point of view, I was like, oh, this is normal. This is what happens to like everybody. So I was talking to them and having relationships. And I was always, you know, the weird kid that would be hugging the trees and talking to the animals. Um, And then at some point in my growing up phase, I realized that not everybody does this and that people thought I was kind of weird. And so I sort of, you know, took that more internally. So it was still around me. I was still connected to spirit, but I didn't really talk about it because I wasn't getting any positive feedback that it was a normal thing to do. So I kind of just kept it to myself. But that's sort of how I got introduced to this world. And then just as I grew up and I went to school and I got a normal job, I I'm, I'm, you know, have a master's degree and I worked as a therapist for a long time, I was always sort of using those intuitive skills. And then it just got to the point where spirits' um, insistence, I guess, was getting louder and louder. And they're like, you know, you're really supposed to be doing this. Um, and I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I even had a reading with uh, a medium from the UK that he was telling me like, well, you're supposed to be a medium. And I was like, what are you talking Like, that's not going to happen. And so, well, here I am. But um, it's basically something that's always been with me. And then over time, it just sort of grew until where I am today. Tell us about a standout moment that just, I know you mentioned like you've had these experiences when you were growing up and you realized that not everybody could do it, but was there a moment that really stuck out to you that you kind of keep going back to or that you tell people about related to either your childhood or as an adult? 
Well, I have a lot of good stories, as you can imagine, (laughs) but something that I was thinking about the other day, which just sort of popped into my head, which I was like, wow, that's really weird. I remember when I was very little again, I was probably like six or seven years old and I had a friend over and, you know, I, we wanted, I wanted this friend to stay over and have a sleepover. And I just remember I said, oh, well, we need to do this so that, you know, your, your mom will let you stay over. And we took a piece of paper and I drew, which later on I found out to be a pentagram on the piece of paper and colored it in. I was like, oh no, we need to do this. This is like a magic thing and it will help you. You know, your mom will say yes. And I was reflecting on that recently and I was like, wow, that's really, because where would I have ever seen that as a little kid? So I know that was um, like a past life thing Mm -hmm. for me coming back. And, you know, long story short, the mother let my friend sleep over. So that was really good. (laughs) But You know, I was thinking, I was like, wow, that's crazy that I was drawing a pentagram and coloring in all the sections and I didn't even know what it was. And um, I don't think I've told that story before, but it was really fascinating to me to know that like all of this is within you. It just doesn't come out all at the same time. Yeah, it's something that we or we talk about a lot on the show or just with other people about our past experiences and past lives in a lot of ways we inherently know or it's something that like we just in some cases are aware of. And like you said, may or may not know in terms of this lifetime where it comes from, but we've obviously experienced it in some way, shape or form in a previous experience in lifetime. Yes, exactly. And, you know, as a kid, I was always drawn to astrology. I studied that for a long time and tarot cards and just mystical things. And I never quite knew why. But then as I got older and realized, oh, well, this has been a part of who I am for many lifetimes. And this is sort of my soul's calling. And uh, yeah, it's been really amazing to sort of grow in that and then look back and see, oh, well, that's how that's connected. And, you know, the pentagram story. So yeah, it's been very interesting. So were there other people in your family that also had these experiences or were you the only one? Well, I thought I was the only one, but as you've probably talked to other psychics and mediums, it is passed down in families. And as I grew older, um, I was very close to my grandmother and she would just say things like we would be at a party and she would point someone out and be like, oh, she's pregnant. And I'm like, <laughs> well, no, like, I don't think so. And at this particular person that she was talking to me about didn't even know she was pregnant, but my grandmother knew she was pregnant before she did. So things like that would come back into my memory. So yeah, I definitely feel like my grandmother was very connected and she's, you know, she's since passed but she's definitely one of my spirit guides and, you know, one of the spiritual connections I have that sort of helps me in my work. But she was, you know, back in the day, it wasn't very popular thing. So I don't think she talked about it much, but she was definitely very psychic. When did you get to the point where you wanted to explore this either full time or like fully embrace it? Well, it's interesting because as I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm just a normal person. I, you know, I'm like a soccer mom and a normal. And as I was saying earlier, it's like spirit just kept getting more and more insistent. So I had these weird, you know, weird quote unquote things happen to me and the medium telling me that I should be doing this. And then after my grandmother and my aunt passed, they came to me and they were like, Hey, you know, you should be doing this. And I mean, therapy is great. And you definitely use your intuition in that. And there's a lot of healing involved, but working with spirit is sort of another level level of healing. Mm-hmm. And so basically the the event that sort of sealed everything for me is I was having all these experiences and spirit coming to me and messages. 
And, you know, I guess maybe I'm stubborn or thick-headed. <laughs> I'm not sure which one. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And um, I happened to be traveling with my daughter to Florida. And, you know, we flew back and forth because she's an equestrian. And that's part of where she shows in the wintertime. And we were in the Orlando airport. And if you've been to an airport bathroom, you know, they are very large. Mm-hmm. And so I happened to go into a random stall and inside the stall was a tarot card, one tarot card, and all it said on it was trust. And I was like, I threw my hands up in the air literally and I was like, okay, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) So see, yeah, that was like the, uh, you know, the universe sends us all kinds of signs and synchronicities. And a lot of times I feel like we always are asking, well, I got that sign, but can I have a better one or can I have a different one? <laughs> yeah, and exactly. like you said, the stub, stubborn part of it, and it's just like, all right, fine. Like that was the culmination or the moment, I guess, that you were like, all right, I need to stop ignoring all these other signs and what that looks like. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's true. It's so true about the better sign. You're like, yeah, that was good. but <laughs> Can you give me another one? <laughs> you know, and all about this around the same time, you know, I have an unusual first name, Mari, M-A-R-I. And I remember I was driving somewhere and I was thinking about this and working as a medium and all that stuff. And there was literally a billboard with my name on it. It, I think it had originally said Marie and somebody had painted out the E. So it was just Mari and it was a giant billboard with my name on it. I'm like, well, I can't really ignore that. So I better pay attention. (laughs) They definitely do that for us, for sure. Yeah. So let's get into animals and animal reincarnation and all of it. I thought it was really fascinating. Um, You know, we get into a lot with our lives about what is our purpose? Like, why are we here? What are we being drawn to do? And I've heard a lot and, you know, one of my personal perspectives that animals are our guardian angels. They also teach us a lot of unconditional love. But from your perspective, what is an animal's purpose? And what does that look like as far as, especially from a healing perspective, right? When we're healers or light workers, I feel like there's animals for, I don't want to say the average everyday person, but there's a purpose there. But then there's also animals in terms of our familiars or how they connect with their people and their healers. So what's your perspective on, on their purpose here in our lives? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. And I always tell people, and you already know this, Nicole, is animals are just love. They're just really all about love. They're not holding grudges and getting revenge like people do. And they are really here to show us and to help us to be the highest version of ourselves. And that can take a multitude of different examples. Um, You know, sometimes they will, if we're feeling really anxious, they will react really anxiously almost to like show us like, hey, this is what you're doing. You're freaking out. I'm picking up on all your energy. So I'm going to freak out and show you that this is what's happening and you need to work on. Um, Sometimes animals, they're, you know, you know, they're very selfless. They're really, they're not about themselves or, you know, they're not hoarding things or they don't have all the negative traits that humans do. But sometimes animals will even sacrifice themselves and to teach us something. And I know that's like a hard thing for people to understand. And even for myself, if you've had a pet that died young or a dog that ran into the road, a lot of times they are trying to help us learn self-acceptance, to not blame ourselves because people get into the cycle of, oh, it was my fault and I should have done this and that. But a lot of times the animals know what our soul needs to work on. 
And so they will do the actual thing that will help us grow in that way. And that can take the form of, you know, sacrificing themselves, sort of mirroring what we're doing to them or acting out in a different way that we're acting to be like, hey, that's not really cool. Why are you doing that to your brother? And then you recognize like, oh, I'm doing that in my own (laughs) life. Like, what do I need to learn? So they are really amazing teachers and you know, I'm blessed to be able to work with them. And, you know, I I have to say, not that I don't love working with spirit, but I really love working with the animals. So there's a question out there sometimes that I get from people where they think that on like the karmic scale or the reincarnation scale that like humans are above. Like if you're looking at the hierarchy, what's your thoughts on that? Is it the opposite? Like they're actually, because you said they're love, they are incarnate from that standpoint. So I would also think like maybe it's the opposite. Yeah, I would definitely say that. And for me, when I look at whether I'm doing an animal reading or Mm -hmm. a person reading, to me, we're all souls. So if you take away all the gunk of the human, you know, Mm -hmm. or my one of my mentors, Tony Stockwell, talks about the human and all of our neuroses and issues. Once you take that away, we are pure souls and we are love as well. But it's a little buried a little deeper in us than animals, let's say that. So I would definitely rank animals a little bit higher than us. But I think once you boil down the souls, a soul is a soul. Mm -hmm. And if you were talking about reincarnation, personally, I think, you know, a dog can be reincarnated into a human or a human into a dog because it's not about you know, this outfit that we're in, like this body that we have, this is like the outfit we have for this lifetime. And then the next lifetime, you get another outfit. So for me, it's just about the soul of the creature, whether it's human or animal. And to me, they can be interchanged. And the the animal soul definitely, um, I think, operates at a higher level because it doesn't have all the human stuff that weighs us down. Do you believe in animals that are soulmates? That animals to each other are soulmates? No, that animals are our soulmates. Um, I've had sh- some stronger connections with animals in my life. And um, they just, I have that deeper connection for whatever reason. And I feel for sure that I've experienced and had experiences with them in other lifetimes. So are there same, similar to where we would think that a person is our soulmate, are there also animal soulmates? Yeah, absolutely. What I would say to that is that we are born and when we cross, we're with the same soul group. So whether it's people or animals, those souls that you connect with, it's like if you meet someone and you're like, hey, like I feel like I've known you my whole <laughs> life. It's because you're in the same soul group and the same thing with animals. So if you have that drawn connection to an animal, then it's because your soul has known each other in a different lifetime. And, you know, I believe that can be with people or animals. But when we cross, we meet up with the same souls. And then when we're born, we're born again with those same souls, you know, in just a different wrapping. Yeah, there was uh, an instance where when I was like younger, I just saw a photo of a dog and it was like a, a connection instantaneously by looking in their eyes. And from a photo, I was like, oh my gosh, like yep. just had that connection. And that that's what kind of gave me that idea, which I never think I would have been open to before had I not had that experience. Obviously, like we gravitate to people and to animals in different, you know, different ways based on our experiences in that lifetime or in that moment. But that's what kind of made me think about that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, you know, when you have that instantaneous connection, whether it's to human or animal, it's because it's your soul rising and your soul connection to that other soul. So it's sort of the best part of ourselves (laughs) coming up and making that connection. And that's what's so beautiful about having those soul connections, you know, because it's uh, 
higher part of ourselves that we are awakening to. Yes, absolutely. And you mentioned reincarnation. So when we're coming back, um, one of the questions that we, you and I have been kind of going back and forth on earlier is, can animals reincarnate in different forms? Like, so a lot of people are like, well, my dog passed away. I think my dog's going to come back as another dog. A, does that happen? And B, is there other ways that that soul form can come back to us in other ways? And what does that look like? Yes, I would say absolutely, because <laughs> I've certainly worked with a lot of people that that's happened to. So I, like I said earlier, I believe that you can be reincarnated into a dog or the dog soul can be into the person. And I've seen that happen multiple times where I'm doing a reading and I'll say, oh, well, this dog keeps talking to me about your grandfather, your grandfather. And then the client will say, well, yeah, that's because like I feel when I'm with him, I, I feel like I'm with my grandfather. So there's a piece about the reincarnation that can go from human to animal or vice versa. So I definitely think that's possible. I've experienced it myself in my readings with my clients. Um, and I know some people say that's kind of weird that, you know, my grandfather is now my dog. But if you look at it from the soul perspective, it's really not because a soul is the same, whether it's in a human, whether it's in an animal, some people would even say a tree, there's energy, there's life. And that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about the, the outside. So absolutely. And that's why people have those connections because they feel it strongly. It's not a matter of that they're looking at them saying, oh, you look like my grandfather. It's a matter of you feel it in your, in your center and you know that's who it is. What are some things that have stuck out to you as far as, I mean, obviously you've written um, all different types of content and books, but what are some of the stories that have stuck out in your mind that really make things memorable for you or make you um, think about things a little bit differently or in other ways? Well, it's always amazing. And, you know, there's a lot of different stories that come up all the time. And I'm always amazed at how spirit is communicating things to me. I certainly had animals that have talked to me about, you know, they're sort of making me aware of their mouth in a certain area. And I was like, yeah, you know, your dog's telling me about, you know, their left upper jaw or whatever. And the owner would be like, oh yeah, no, they don't, they don't have any problems. And I said, well, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm <laughs> not a vet. I don't play one on TV, but you might want to get it checked out. And in this particular case, the dog actually had an abscess that was forming and had they not taken it to the vet, then it would have certainly gotten a lot worse. So the dog was sort of just letting me know about that. But, you know, the animals always try to come through with unusual stories of things that, like, I would never know. Um, I remember a long time ago, I was doing a reading on this cat, and the cat's name was Blueberry, for whatever reason. And Very cute name. Very cute name, very cute cat. And this cat just kept saying the word baby to me saying baby baby and I said to the owner I was like well it's weird I, you know I knew I don't think this woman had any children I said but the the cat keeps saying baby to me do you understand that because what I always tell people is I have to tell the story to a movie I've never seen so I don't know what they're saying because it's not my people so I sort of have to clarify with the client and so when I asked uh, you know, baby, do you recognize that? The lady, you know, started to weep a little bit. And she was like, yeah, well, when I first got the cat, his name was baby. And then I changed it to blueberry <laughs> because it was more fitting for me. And so I was like, well, you know, he's just making reference to that to let you know that that's who I have. So, 
you know, animals and people, they, they all have amazing ways of coming through. You know, I, I even remember I was doing a demonstration and this person was a firefighter that was coming through and it was connected with 9-11 and there's all these details. But the thing that really stuck out to me was that he just showed me his axe. And I was like, this seems really important. You know, he's coming through and he talked about all this stuff that was validated and he showed me this axe. And then the woman said, well, you know, this is my, this is my dad and my mom is in the nursing home. And she, when she went, the only thing of his that she took to remind her was his axe to, you know, keep with her in the nursing home. And I was like, wow. So I'm always blown away by the intelligence of spirit mm -hmm. and how they will go through many layers of things to get across their point to you. Yeah. I think the one, one of the things that you said that stuck out to me is animals don't or spirit doesn't necessarily communicate in ways that we think that we would receive those messages, right? And right. some ways they're really literal, like like you said, baby, and you're like, it's not up to me to interpret it, and but you pass it along and it's literal because the cat's name was baby before it's changed to blueberry. And in a lot of other ways, it's visual because that's how they see. They don't have necessarily the same language, English or whatever language that we're speaking to communicate with us, so they use it visually. Are there other ways or symbolism or things that they use to communicate with us that you've experienced? Sure. You know, it's different for every medium. Um, everybody works differently. For me, I'm very clairvoyant, which means I see. So when if you're having a reading with me, if, if it was in person with mm -hmm. COVID hopefully <laughs> ending, I spend a lot of my time just looking to my left, not to be rude, but just because that's where spirit comes in for me. And I see visual representations, not with my actual eyes, but with my energetic eyes. So they'll drop in like clips of a movie or a picture or an item. So I see them. And then my job is just to relate it to the client. Um, but I will also feel things in my body sometimes, like if someone had a heart attack or something, I'll feel tightness in my chest. Sometimes I'll smell things like cigarette smoke or perfume. Um, and a lot of times I just sort of have like a knowing, like I just mm -hmm. know this to be true. So there are multiple ways that spirit will try to get messages across to you and try to get your attention. I just sort of try to access all of them because like I tell my clients, they're not coming in like, Hey, Mari, this <laughs> is Jeff. And I just want to let you know that it's really great. So it's not like that, you know, it's more like piecing together a little puzzle and, um, cause it's hard for them to connect. It takes a lot of energy for them. Mm -hmm. Are there any tips that you give to people? Because I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening out here that are thinking, oh, I'd love to be able to communicate myself either with a pet or an animal who's passed or even with my current pet or animal. And one of my pieces of advice is that sometimes when we're trying too hard, that's what's kind of disconnecting us. Yep. The way that my pets medium and psychic aside that I've had the communications is that they usually show me feelings. People, I get less of the feelings from because I've kind of closed it off, but for animals, I'm open to it. So mm -hmm. are there things that um, you would, or tips I should ask that you would recommend people to be more open to receiving messages from their fur babies? Absolutely. And you know, what I tell people is that if you're getting stuff in your head, that's not the message because mm -hmm. your head is like where your human resides and all mm -hmm. your self-criticism or whatever. <laughs> so uh, if you want to connect with whether it's human or animal, I always recommend that people really get into their body. And there's a very easy exercise. You know, you can just inhale and as you're exhaling, you see this golden ball of light dropping down the back of your head, your neck, down your spine. And as you visualize that, you allow yourself to drop into your body. 
And when you're in your body, in your heart center or your heart chakra, that's where you're going to be able to receive the messages. If you're way up in your head and you're thinking, and what's for dinner and all that stuff, you're not going to be able to get it up there. It's really more about being in your body, staying centered. And you can certainly do that with meditation or being out in nature. But that's just sort of a quick tip I give people to sort of break out of mm -hmm. that headspace and be more in their body to be open to receiving messages. And then I guess another thing, or at least Spirit's leading me to say this, is to then not doubt the messages you get right when that happens. Yes, exactly. Because then we usually like are critical of it. We're like doubtful of, again, going back earlier when we were talking about, well, I want another message. I want something that's better than that. And it's <laughs> kind of like, eh, it's, you know, you're getting it. It just like be kind of grateful and open to the fact of receiving that you are getting those, right? Yeah, 100%. It's funny because I just had a client right before I got on with you and that, you know, spirit always has a theme. It's like mm -hmm. theme of the day. <laughs> and so part of this client's was the issue was being able to receive those messages and not doubt them because they, you're 100% right. As soon as you get the message, you want to be open to it and say thank you and not be like, well, was it true? I don't know. And then because once you then you're back in your head and then you're judging. Mm -hmm. Once you start judging, then you're out of the receptive zone. So it's important to try to stay in that receptive zone. And like, whatever they give me, as weird as it might sound, I tell my client, I'm like, hey, I don't know what this is, but this is what they're giving me. And, you know, in the end, it always makes sense. It just may take a little while to get there, but 100% trust your gut with what you're getting. Yes, absolutely. Tell us about the book that you wrote and some of the stories. It's called Heaven Sent, True Stories of Pets That Have Touched Our Hearts in Miraculous Ways. Tell us about that. Well, it's a lovely book, I will say. <laughs> it made me tear up when I was reading it. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I always tell people to get their tissues ready because it is, there's a lot of, you know, really tender stories that will tug at your heartstrings. And it's basically a compendium of different chapters of people who talk about their pets and how they have connected with them whether on a spiritual basis, a mediumship basis, what they meant to them, whether, you know, they were a soulmate, like you were talking earlier. And, um, you know, I wrote a chapter about my beloved kitty, Mr. Fur, and, you know, what he meant to me and how he sort of helped open me up to spirit. Because I remember after his crossing, I ended up seeing him and not just energetically, but I actually saw him you know, as a spirit walking around my room. And I, that was such a gift, I feel. That's only happened to me a couple times to see with my actual eyes. And I feel like that was such a gift from him to me to be able to see him and connect with him one last time. And the book is filled with stories, you know, just like that. I would say most of these, you know, involve an animal passing away and what they learned from them. But there's, you know, there's cats, dogs, horses, birds. So if you're an animal lover, definitely <laughs> recommend the book. It is for sale on Amazon. Or if you want a signed copy, you can get one on my website. Yes, yes. I did have a question going back, I guess, to kind of the difference in, in animals and pets. It's just popped in my head. Obviously, animals are all souls. They're all love inherently. That's also part of the purpose that they're giving us. But are there different purposes for different types of animals? So I'll say that just to give an example, like to me, cats feel a lot more grounding, protective mm -hmm. energy, especially if we're healers or we're doing kind of that line of work. Whereas you would think the opposite a little bit like dogs or society, like they're saying that the protectors, but to me, the energy 
feels slightly different based on the animal form. Do you experience that? Yeah, that's actually an interesting question. I mean, I think whatever animal manifests in your life is that's the type of lesson you need to learn. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we have horses, we're horse people, and clearly you're going to get a different lesson from a horse riding a horse than you would from your cat. And they're very healing, very big energy healers, horses, I feel like. Absolutely. They really are. And they really are so deep and so soul connected. Like they know what's going on with you before you know what's going Mm -hmm. on with you. And if you've ever gone riding, that (laughs) definitely makes a difference. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You know, um, so I think for me, it really depends on what your soul needs is the animal that you're connected to. But I don't think that it's a coincidence that uh, cats are, you know, shown with witches and mm-hmm. literature because, you know, any type of healer or energy worker or medium has that connection to cats because they are really spiritual. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't think it's a coincidence that they're shown together. Like you're not seeing a dog and a witch <laughs> in any advertisement. It's always the cat. And mm-hmm. so I think that goes back many generations to, you know, being a companion for, uh, you know, light workers. Yeah, the mysticism. There's a lot of myths and misconceptions out there, but at the same time, I feel that in a lot of ways, there are some inherent truths that are grounded in those beliefs for whatever reason, right? Um, That goes back to it. And again, it can be different for each person, but that's what I feel. Yeah. So what have we not talked about that you wanted to share related either to animals and their purpose or reincarnation or your experiences with them? I think we covered a lot. I don't know if people out there have questions. If they do, they're certainly welcome to contact me. Um, you know, my website is probably the best way to get a hold of me, mediummari.com, and it has all my contact info. Um, but just in terms of working with pets and them being healers, I think it's important because so many people you know, not everybody obviously supports the type of work I do. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you're stupid cat, you're stupid dog. Like, what do they know? But they really have so much more wisdom to share with us. And if you're open enough, then you'll be able to take advantage of that. So, you know, give your pets a little credit. If your dog is staring into the corner, it's not like, oh, he's such (laughs) a dumb dog. It's because probably there's spirit there and they can see and feel all that stuff way faster than we can. So just, you know, have a little respect for your animal friends and know that if they're doing something, it's not just random. It's because they are more connected and they're going to pick up on things before you do. Yeah. And they truly are soulmates. Like they come into our life and they make their way in because they're helping us, like you said, in whatever way, whether it's energetic or whether it's something that they're reflecting and they're mirroring back and they want us to be a little bit more open to that lesson whatever that looks like, um, I think that that's definitely important for people to hear that there is a reason that just like people or any other situation that comes to you from the universe and the synchronicities, they're there for that purpose for both yours and theirs. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. It's not a coincidence that the cat just wandered up to your door or, you know, you happen to find out about this puppy that needs to be adopted. It's not just like, oh, wow, that's weird. I mean, (laughs) it's because there's a reason for all these things. I mean, spirit has a way of, you know, making everything turn in the universe. I don't know how they do that, but they do. And if the animal's in your life, it's because there's lessons that you need to learn from them. And I just tell people to be open to those lessons. Yes. Well, thank you. And so if anyone's interested, again, Mari's book is Heaven Sent, and I will include this in the show notes. Also her website, mediummari.com. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and then you also have a YouTube channel as well. 
Yes, I do. And I actually just started up on TikTok because I heard it was a thing. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so impressed. I have an account, but I honestly, it's like, it's just one more other medium or channel I have to like put content on, but I, it's fun. If you get on TikTok, it's like, it's a total rabbit hole, especially in the psychic world. It's like, Ooh, that's really cool. That's really cool content. So TikTok as well. Awesome. Exactly. And now I'm on TikTok, Media Mari, and I was sort of pushed by my kids and I'm like, (laughs) what is this? I feel like I'm a hundred years old. What is this TikTok? So, but I'm on there too. You can find me on all the channels and, um, you know, check my website. I have a couple different events coming up. I have a radio show I'm doing next Tuesday night called uh, Bridge Between Two Worlds, and that's on Blog Talk. I do have a couple of uh, in-person events that I'm working on with the COVID restrictions. It's been kind of a, you know, a wait and see situation because we planned something and they're like, oh, now you can only have 10 people or whatever. So we're working on that with uh, the Healing Essence Center with Catherine Glass. We're trying to put something together, whether it's in person, uh, in Concord Mass or online, we're working on that. And I have mentorships also that are starting up, um, I believe, in November. I do mentorships in psychic communication, mediumship, and uh, animal communication. So if anybody's interested in those, they can certainly contact me. Awesome. Well, what are the mentorships look like? Is that like depending on the topic that like, is it one-on-one and it goes for a certain period of time? Yes, exactly. So it's one-on-one with me and I tailor it to each individual person. So if you're working with animal communication, then I have certain exercises for you to do to practice. We certainly go over how does this all work and we set up a number of sessions. It just depends on the client and you know what they're looking for. But you can have four sessions to you know 12 sessions with me, depending upon how much, you know, how deep you'd like to dive with everything. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback and it's just nice to be able to work with people one-on-one in that way to really be able to tailor the content to them. But I certainly do also offer like animal communication classes, intro to psychic development, those type of things in a group setting as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. And for our listeners, Mari was kind enough to give us a book of her, um, an issue of her book, Heaven Sent. And so we are going to be doing a giveaway on this. It's a signed copy and stay close to the show notes and also social media will be announcing on how you can win that. But again, just wanted to say thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your gift and your story. And I personally just love the topic about anything animals related because they give us so much. So also want to say thank you to all of our soulmates and our fur babies out there that are here cheering us on um, both in this lifetime and on the other side. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on. And I certainly understand. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that actually today is the anniversary of the passing of one of my beloved cats. So I think, Aww. you know, this would be, you know, a tribute to him. So thank you, Squeak. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's such a cute and, name, Squeak. Well, thank you, Squeak. <laughs> yeah, he's the sweetest boy. So, so thank you so much, Nicole, for having me on the show. It was wonderful and so great to meet you. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at apsychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at apsychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. 
If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win.